0: Payments is an industry that has an incredibly wide moat.
1: Throughout my career, I've, I've evolved with payments technology.
2: A lot of financial services are you know, changing quite quickly. I always knew I was going to start my own company. Welcome to In Check with Fintech. Welcome everyone to another episode of In Check with Fintech, organized by PCN. My name is Rogier Hoepen van der Voort, and on this show we interview people from the fintech space about market trends and developments. Today I'm joined by Joao Mora and Nathan Trousdell, who uh, met each other at Payvision a couple of years ago and co-founded a company called Fraudio two years ago. They built a solution that fights payments fraud, merchant fraud, and money laundering through a SaaS-based patented AI superbrain. They're Amsterdam-based, operate globally, and are part of the world-class payment ecosystem. They've recently raised 2.7 million euros in seed funding and are backed by SALT, as well as several VCs such as BIG, BIND and Start Ventures, as well as the likes of Vault, Comply Advantage and Viva Wallet. So without further ado, welcome to the show, guys.
3: Thank you very much, Rozier. Great
2: to have you.
1: Thanks. Great to be here. Great to have
2: you. Yeah. Likewise, great to have you uh, as well. it's always exciting to hear um, the founder story from, uh, especially uh, founders. So, uh, Joao, what, what's the founder story uh, of Fradio?
3: <laughs> no, yeah, good, good question. So, um, myself and Nathan worked for uh, for an acquirer uh, in the Netherlands, and we I was responsible for for the, 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 the our data science efforts. Uh, Nathan was the the, the director of, of data services. Um, and we, we together we built a, a very strong team, data team um, there. Um, and our responsibility was to to help the company you know extract information from, from, from data and to, to, to build products that, uh, that improved uh, processing through data and AI. Um, so I was responsible for developing this this product. Uh, that 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 uh, automatically retried failed transactions, um, and it and it did so in a in a, um, in a smart way, tweaking certain transactions uh, and looking for candidates for for retries, um, which we would then, you know, retry when a transaction failed. the the, 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 the this was a very successful product. Um so on average the the increasing revenue for for our merchants there was uh, above two percent uh, in 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 terms of their volume. um and this of course raised a lot of the tension and uh, and we wanted to roll this out to every to every merchant over there. um and in order to do so we we needed to be in control of fraud. Um, so we um, or uh, this acquire was being served by by a couple of um, of large vendors in this space, fraud detection vendors, and um, which we tried to use. Um, one we 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 couldn't use, the other one um, the results weren't weren't satisfactory. So we developed our own. Um, it turned out to be very good. Uh, and one thing led to the other. We we decided to to spin off. Um, we, we brought a lot of data, a lot of codes um, and I managed to convince uh, Nathan and, and, and three other co founders to, to join me and to start Fraudio. This was, as you, as you said, this was a couple of years back. Since then, we've been developing a product, I uh, have been building the team, building the, the, our sales um, strategy, marketing, et cetera. And here we are.
2: Exactly. So you saw an opportunity basically when you were working uh, at PayVision and you jumped on it. Exactly. Love it. Can you, in a nutshell, maybe talk about how Fraudio works? What it, what does it, a solution do? How does it, how does it work?
3: Sure. So, unlike um, what I, what I think is, is really is everyone else in the in this in this space, um, we when we when we uh, want to onboard a new customer, what we do is we receive a little bit of, of, of their data. And then we map we look at their data and we translate or map their their data schema to our own internal data schema Um, we then put their data together with everyone else's data Uh, we already have billions of of transactions and we then produce um, ai models machine learning models from those uh, transactions from that um, centralized data set this then allows us to um, to build a, a, a product that's very strong that, that, uh, that, that that's built from a lo- really a lot of data um, and we don't need to to to, to do this uh, in a custom way for this for this um, uh, customer that we're trying to onboard we simply need to plug to translate their data um, and allow allow the connection to be done so allow the integration to be done. And then it's really plug and play, and from day zero, um, when the moment that they start sending transactions, we can um, we we start sending them scores that are relevant, that are very good, uh, from you know from our centralized AI. On um, off the back of, of, of that, um, and the more data that we receive, we we can we continuously um, retrain our models. And, uh, and, and improve them with all the data that, that we continuously receive. And so um, we, we, rem- we, we make sure that the models remain relevant over time. Um, so it's a solution that, that is very good today uh, and that in a, in a couple of weeks, it's going to be better. In one month, it's going to be better. And in the future, it's going to be even better.
2: Great. And that, that's all done in real time?
3: That is all done in real time.
2: Um, cool. So basically by looking at the data of uh, merchants, um, I think also of PSPs, or at least looking at data sets, you can basically identify patterns and on the back of that, see them which transactions might be fraudulent or where AML might be uh, might be going on.
3: That is correct. So in real time, what we do is the, the transaction fraud detection. Um, so fraud detection in payments, in real time payments. Um, but, but then in batch, in uh, offline, Every couple of, um, or every, twice a day, we produce reports um, that contain alerts about merchants that are initiating fraud. So think about merchant bust out fraud when a merchant um, um, processes a list of stolen credit cards or, or, or cards that are um, um, you know, obtained illegally somehow. And they um, they they process those cards, they process payments, um, and receive payments in their own merchant accounts. And then eventually, they once the the funds clear, they um, they get the money and, and run away. So this is this is done offline. And we 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 um, also you know in the same way, we're using pretty much the same pipelines, internal internal pipelines. We also look for um, certain money laundering patterns
1: I think um it's it's really interesting how um how we're getting this perceived in the market by the the customers we have and the people we talk to and one of the biggest frustrations that we faced when we're at payvision is just how long it took to see value from the existing providers in the market um, and this was really the genesis of the, of the company as well as kind of already already said and um, it's been kind of identified that, yeah, a lot of companies struggle with making a commitment to which for providers to, to work with because it can be upwards of, of six months and, and cost six figures to, to test something out. And so the way that Joao is looking at this with this really kind of elegant solution is really revolutionizing how quickly um, companies can, can see value from these kind of, these kind of products. And, and we see our, our AI super brain as, as a platform Really, that companies can plug into to then get access to these three products uh, on the transaction fraud, the, the merchant-initiated fraud, which is is fast becoming our star product for for payment service providers and acquirers. Uh, yeah, offers them immense value to kind of grow faster with more confidence in controlling big big fraud losses from from happening, and then also the the money laundering, all just from this you know simple API uh, accessible platform. So anyway, I guess any merchant or payment
2: company it's immensely important to have an insight into uh, fraud right and the patterns that come with that so i can imagine how valuable a solution such as yours is uh, to these guys or companies
0: we started pcn 12 years ago with a view to serving the fintech community from a growth perspective since 2008 PCN has helped household names in fintech as well as the largest global merchants grow with the best talent who have specific financial technology experience. If you are a VC with a portfolio of fintech businesses, a scale-up looking to hire the best talent, or a merchant looking to hire a head of payments or an entire payments team, get in touch today for a no-obligation consultation on how PCN can help you accomplish your hiring goals.
2: Um, great. So let's talk a bit more about those patterns. Obviously, I mean, it's uh, hard to miss what has happened over the last uh, 18 months or so. Uh, you guys obviously started just before that. Um, Be interested to maybe uh, discuss a bit further on or, or, or further on from here uh, during this podcast is kind of how the pandemic has kind of changed uh, the fraud patterns, if you will. So maybe can we start talking about what did fraud patterns look like before uh, the actual um, pandemic and how have you seen that progress over those last or change over the last eighteen months?
3: Sure. So um, it is it is known that about seventy um, percent of, of of fraud, or at least it is believed that seventy percent of fraud is is uh, initiated by um, organized groups. So and these are groups that uh, that control. Uh, what what are called botnets so um, networks that 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 uh, that operate machines uh, so computers cell phones etc that have been infected with uh with malware and viruses and then they extract cards v- uh, from those machines so when you introduce a card um to pay for something online um, those those um you know numbers get get uh, get pushed to these uh to these uh, the, um uh, through these botnets to these uh, organized crime groups um there's also other ways of of uh, in which these these organized crime groups uh, operate so in a more physical way via extortion for instance via you know ways that are a little bit even less savory um and that 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 um that was largely what uh, w- what was going on pr- uh, Pre-COVID, so the economy was uh, uh, was uh, was was booming in, in a, at least in in Europe and in a lot of a lot of places in the Americas, um, and so businesses were uh, were good, um, and fraud was was kept at a, at a reasonable uh, level, I would say, pre-COVID. Um, nowadays, and, and after COVID. Because a lot of businesses were were hit and, and quite severely uh, hit by the by the pandemic. Um, of course, uh, retail was, 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 uh, was hit uh, with, with all the lockdowns, et cetera. Um, what we've seen has been a shift towards what is the merchant initiated fraud. Um, so this is when businesses themselves um, initiate payments. With uh, stolen credit cards, and and in this case, we've seen both a, a lot of new uh, merchants being registered with with acquiring uh, acquirers, um, passing the onboarding system, so being able to to pass the the, the KYC processes, KYB processes, um, start processing transactions, payments, and then only only for um, you know after after a couple of weeks, one month. Um, six months, chargebacks start coming through, uh, but the money is already not there. The, the, the and, and and there's there's really no one to go after. Um, we've seen this a lot, um, and also what 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 is surprising, and and I would say a consequence of the pandemic, is that a lot of good businesses, so businesses that have been around for for years before the pandemic started. Um, you know had the, the let's say the need and the and the opportunity um, to to start themselves um, doing this so processing stolen credit cards in their own accounts um and this has been a trend that we've that we've seen emerging um uh, a lot especially in, uh, in 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 latin america but also also in europe um this of course is 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 nothing but a, a um you know um, um, a mirror of of society and, and 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 of the impact that this pandemic is is having um, in the economy and in, in society.
2: That's crazy. Yeah. Um, what does that mean in terms of these merchants? That it's, these merchants do they all they do is fraud? Some of them, at least the not good merchants, but the ones who indeed who pass the KYC, pass the onboarding uh, yeah, with the acquirers.
3: Yeah, a lot of them interleave good transactions with bad transactions, which makes it, of course, harder to, to detect. Um, if you if you are an organized, uh, you know, crime group, um, you have the, the 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 capabilities to to build online stores, e stores, uh, and to, to make them look very real, and even make them look very real to um, to customers. So they, they they effectively they build um, businesses that 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 are half viable, but then of course what what their intention is is to actually process the, these these uh, lists of stolen credit cards. It's a lot easier. It's a lot uh, if you think about it. If you have um, if you go on the dark web and you buy a list of ten thousand stolen credit cards, um, or if you operate one of those uh, botnet networks. And you get those card- credit cards yourself. It's a lot easier to to have your own merchant account and to process it and to, to receive the money directly than it is to buy, um, you know, digital goods from a website, a, a voucher, or or even physical goods from a website and then try to try to move them in a the market, try to sell them. Um, and be- because of because of this, um, um, you know. How, we, how easy it is nowadays to open a merchant account acquirers are are are, are being heavily exposed also what what um, what before was considered to be uh, uh, high risk uh, and low risk is in in my opinion um, almost almost getting reversed by this new trends the reason for that is simple if you are in the in the in the uh, traditionally considered to be a high risk se- segments uh, namely gambling adults uh, you know digital goods etc you are very heavily scrutinized these days uh, when opening an, a new um, merchant uh, account so you are uh, you need to go through a, a pretty grueling kyB process kyc process there's a lot of checks against sanctions lists etc um, and so it is difficult to to to, um, if you are a fraudster, it is, it is difficult for you to get one of those um, uh, accounts up and running. And then, of course, there is fraud there because it is um, it is easy to get those uh, those those. If you if you have those goods, it is easy then to sell them in the in the in the, in the market. And so um, that's it's a valuable way to to extract money from credit cards. However, um, for it is a lot easier to pass the KYB and KYC processes. If you are in the in what's considered to be uh, the the low risk set, uh, um, um, uh, segments, so namely you know the the, the retail, um, etc. And and because of this, a lot of acquirers that have been focusing on on low risk are now struggling with fraud and have uh, massive lo- losses when it comes to fraud. Uh, and that's really where we can help because we can help them. Continue uh, to to onboard easily uh, new merchants, um, and and we help them then control the the fraud while it's happening, uh, and 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 shut down these uh, fraudulent merchants um, often many weeks before they would otherwise be closed, and and hence save these acquirers a lot of money.
2: Yeah, I can imagine. It's very interesting.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's um. It's amazing because often these PSPs and acquirers, once a company is on board, they'll have pretty static rules, right? And they're really focusing on the, on the front door. Um, but as Joao says, you know, there, there's a lot that they may be processing for a year, two, three years, and then due to some circumstance, um, they then move towards being at least partially fraudulent, right? Maybe their their profit margins, you know, been completely eroded. So they just go, all right, I'll just do this for a while. Um, So, if you've got 100,000, 200,000 merchants like some of our customers do, you know, you just can't do this even with a really big fraud team of, you know, tens and tens of analysts. Uh, So, allowing our AI superbrain to kind of monitor and prioritize investigations just allows them to be so much more efficient uh, in getting cases early, as Joao says, and that can be a, a difference of, you know, hundreds of thousands of euros saved. Uh, And also just being far more efficient, you know, you can't scale a team of people uh, easily and fraud often happens in bursts, you know, someone will find a vulnerability and they'll really go for it if they feel like they're not being detected. And so your fraud cases might double or triple, but you've only got 30 people who are all working really hard doing their best and they just can't handle that kind of caseload. Um, so we feel like it's it, it's a really strong yeah a strong um value proposition that we have to really help these companies control fraud but also just have a um, healthy environment for their team and be able to kind of grow in, a, in an organized and controlled way
3: so maybe to quantify this so that people um you know have a, have a have a feeling for 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 how much this is happening this is um so um, um customers of ours who are onboarding thousands of merchants per, uh, per month, actually. About 3% of the, the accounts that are being opened are problematic.
2: <laughs> that's quite a lot. That is quite a lot. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's very interesting. Now I was gonna say, uh, Nathan, on your point of what Fradio does, it, it sounds like you guys are automating a lot of manual work, right? So you're way better at scaling. Are better able able at getting insights into uh, transaction fraud patterns. Uh, that way, make uh, more better decisions on the back of that, um, yeah. and be able to grow the team.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's it's not you know it's not to, to replace humans, right? It's to it's to allow a lot of um, simple processes or simple decision making that is being done in a, a pretty erroneous way, being done in a far more sophisticated way that, that humans really struggle with. And then that being a toolkit that is given to fraud teams and companies um, to allow them to make better decisions faster and really prioritize things. So just be way more efficient. So it's really a hugely additive um, value proposition to kind of an an existing big and and, and well-funded industry with with a lot of experts who've been doing this for a long, long time, but with pretty, um, pretty feeble toolkits.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can imagine. So is, is this merchant-initiated fraud? Is that kind of the latest trend and something you see the most now when it comes to fraud AML or is there other stuff you see even more at the moment?
3: No, so the, the, the typical um, transaction fraud or so payment fraud uh, remains in place. Um, so this is a, another tool that we have to, to, to help stop Transaction fraud. So at the end of the day, what we're stopping is transaction fraud, um, only over, over a, a longer period. So offline. So this is um, this is this is something that I, I would say is is um, is new, um, or or at least it wasn't as prominent as, as it is nowadays. Um, and and f- from from what we can see in the market, that that's that's really how the market changed the most. Um, all other forms of fraud remain in place. Uh, the, the 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 for instance, booking has the those customer schemes. What, what's it called?
1: You mean the loyalty fraud? Loyalty, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that?
3: So loyalty frauds uh, is is when you um, when you when you um, have you, you know you're a customer of a of a company and you by doing something by buying something or by enrolling in some program you receive credits and then those credits are actually um valuable yeah, and, you know one way or the other for instance in a, in a uh, booking.com you can go online you can register a property um and then you uh, you can register also accounts so so um, travelers accounts and then when you spend money in a property you get money back. So you, um, uh, and if you then refer someone else, that person also receives money. So if you register a property and then you re- register a lot of accounts and um, and you know buy or, or 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 pay to to stay in that property that's actually yours, you are paying what the platform uh, a fee, a share, uh, you know uh, their 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 uh, uh, their hosting fee. Um, but then the platform is giving you credits, and um, because you are receiving the money that you are paying for, uh, the money that you receive is actually higher than the fees that you had to pay to the platform, and so you're making money. So this is just you know one example. There's loads of uh, of these uh, these scams almost, um, but we really focus on uh, on payment fraud.
0: Berlin, we're here and ready for your hiring needs. After some short time considering it, we've decided to set up business in Germany, meaning we can be closer to clients and allow room for new business. We're set up and ready to help find your ideal candidates, help build teams, and offer up media services. People create networks.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, okay. so, so back to that uh, merchant-initiated fraud then. Do you see, you just talked about Europe and LATAM, um, but maybe also other parts of the world. Do you see many differences? Is it in some parts of the world or regions where it's more than in others?
3: Not really, not really. And that's also somewhat surprising. So in in LATAM, um, definitely the, the fraud ratios are higher than in Europe, but the merchant-initiated fraud is similar. Um, so the ratios appear to be similar. And we have a lot of, um, uh, we process for, for a lot of merchants in a. In LATAM and in Europe, more in Europe than in LATAM, um, but the and we do we do see the, the ratios as being similar, and, and that that is probably a, a not not only a consequence of um, of the pandemic itself, and uh, mm-hmm. but, but 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 also a consequence of um, the the automated KYB and KYC platforms uh, being, you know, the same platforms being used here and there. Um, and so the, the scammers and the, the fraudsters already know how to bypass those. Um, and one thing sort of leads to another.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They might potentially maybe even come from one region, but they set up businesses across the world, or would you say that people would be local as well? It's just something, it's a, it's a loophole a- that is found basically in a shared, and then people just start to, uh, implement, uh Put it into practice.
3: Mm. So um, we we so we don't know. Okay, well, to be honest, we, we don't know exactly who's behind it. We know that seventy percent of, uh, of 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 pay- payment fraud comes from organized crime. When it comes to merchant initiated fraud, um, we we can uh, figures are still not out there. Okay, it's a new trend, so it's difficult to know. But I would say that if, if it if it is if the if that ratio remains the the, the same, um, then there will certainly be international organized crime um, networks um, that operate in multiple uh, countries in the same region or even uh, across different regions. But there will also be a lot of uh, you know the the small local more opportunistic um, type of fraudsters
1: yeah and to add to that um fraud as a service is a relatively new thing um, with uh, with the dark web and also with cryptos being used um, for for payment for a lot of nefarious activity um it's i think they've become a lot more brazen so again who's behind these groups we don't really know um but there are literally kind of fraud as a service operations that say look you pay us X amount of money and we'll get you um, X amount of vulnerabilities or we'll get you X amount of kind of credit cards. And so people can kind of buy modular parts of, of a, of a fraud strategy. Uh, And look, these are sophisticated groups, right? And unless you're fighting them using data science and artificial intelligence, it's pretty impossible to win, right? Because they are using those techniques. They can afford to pay, data scientists. They can afford to try and back solve all the issuer rules and take the time to do it because the sums that they can walk away with are, are huge, right? Um, and they can have a certain amount of anonymity within the dark web and within um, crypto payments, even though in the long run, the crypto chain can be unwound to really find out who's doing this. You've kind of seen that recently with some of these ransom attacks on on the, on um, big institutions. They've of the funds have been recovered later on Um, but it's you know these are highly sophisticated networks um, that are are pretty global and um, because the payment company is very global and you know when they enter a new market they're trying to take in the same easy onboarding process that they've you know replicated somewhere else um, it allows for these vulnerabilities as well
2: yeah exactly yeah they're continuously developing right
1: these fraudsters. Um, and fraud as a service
2: as well so yeah that makes sense yeah yeah
1: absolutely so yeah you've you've really got to try and stay one step ahead so you've got to be innovating in this space otherwise they'll be innovating ahead of you yeah exactly yeah so how how do you guys
2: uh fraud this i mean sorry fight this i understand that you see the transaction you flag it the merchant or the the payments company uh payments processor in this case takes uh, takes action um do you go beyond that is there more that you do or is there stuff in between that you do as well
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is something else that we do. So we, we do block the, the, the transactions in real time, um, but we also send offline reports or alerts to, 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 to start investigations. And we send those alerts with um, explanations for why we're raising those alerts um, and also with links to, um, to sets of transactions that trigger those alerts. So this, this effectively allows um, a, strat- a, a, a hybrid strategy, automated and manual to be put in place. So when we send, a, a, say, a black alert, so our highest uh, uh, level of alert, we effectively are suggesting or are telling the acquirer or the, the payment service provider to shut down that merchant. So the, effectively, we, we, we believe that that merchant is... Um, you know, a fraudster for, for, for sure, shut it down. Then if it's red, we suggest to um, initiate um, uh, an investigation, okay? And this is uh, started by the, the, the acquirer's uh, fraud investigation, investigations team. Um, and but, but of course, the, they start an, an investigation in a very targeted way. So we tell them why and what they should be looking for. Effectively, this you know uh, um, cuts down the um, the amount of time that the investigation t- takes by uh, by by a lot, um, and uh, the, let's say the precision, how accurate these these reports and alerts are, uh, is is is, uh, is is actually quite high. Um, so the accuracy is good. the the um, The fraud investigations teams can um, you know won't waste too much time. Looking at um, at merchants that are actually, you know, either being a victim of of fraud themselves and not initiating fraud, um, or you know, just false positives.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. So you basically are an advisor to these merchants, acquirers, PSPs.
3: Correct. Correct. Yeah. An automated advisor. Indeed. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Great. So I mean, indeed, like David just said, you have to be one step ahead. Um, you guys just did your first seed round, so. The bridge I'm trying to make is what, what is next for you guys? What is next for Fraudio? What are you working on?
3: So our, our goal is to um, to now um, build or, 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 or increase the capacity of our product team um, to expand our sales team as well and our marketing teams and, 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 and to really start expanding to the Americas uh, first. Um, so we're we're making a, a big push in, um, in, in in Latin America, starting to, to look at the at the, the US, um, and this is uh, building our our let's say building the, the company up um, until the beginning of, of next year, um, by when we plan to do a, a Series A.
2: Exactly, yeah, that makes sense. All right, okay. So from now on, it's indeed expansion of the team expand internationally um in the next year you'll go into the next phase
1: yeah exactly no and and really looking to without with our next um, series a around partner with people in the geographies that we're going to you know f- have, have a physical presence and uh, really use that as as a as a launching pad you know get get into those deep local networks there are tens and tens of thousands of potential customers for us um, in, in you know, very very big markets. And in general, the the fraud detection space is growing at a very rapid rate. Um, you know, with the with the tailwind of of COVID, making you know, digital payments just exploding in so many different markets. And so we we feel like we've got you know good winds behind us, and just really executing at the moment as well. Says on hiring and product and, and some sales and marketing, and, and set ourselves up for a, an even bigger and better twenty twenty two.
2: Very exciting. If people want to find out more about you guys, if people want to see, keep track of your journey, um, where should they go? Where can they uh, where can they look?
3: So they can go to our website um, www.fraudio.com, um, or also just go on LinkedIn, look look us up, and uh, and ask us for an introduction.
2: Great. All right. Okay. No, that sounds good. So thanks for uh, sorry, Nathan.
1: Yeah, and if they're a PSP or a or an issuer, um, they can do a free proof of results with us. Instead of doing these long six-month POCs that that cost six figures, what we offer is um, send us a snippet of data. In a week or less, we'll turn around and show them in a real-world scenario, their actual data, how our models would perform. And we do that free of charge. Um, So the, the proof is in the pudding, as they say. Uh, they can they can see our our results straight away, and then and then make a decision to to move forward or not with us.
2: Great, that's a rather unique proposal. It just shows how confident you are about your solution. I would say so. That's yeah, uh, we really are.
1: You know, we really really believe in that meritocracy of the product. You know, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't believe in it. And you know, spun off uh, when we were up against some really big companies, and and we believe we have a better proposition for the customer much faster to get and uh yeah definitely at the cutting edge
2: great guys all right okay well thanks for being on the show both to share your well your insights obviously into friday but also uh, uh what's going on within the uh, within the payments or within the fraud market um it's been great to uh, to have you and thanks everyone for listening and tuning in to uh, another episode of uh, in check with fintech if you haven't done so already don't forget to subscribe to us on uh, Spotify. Apple, iTunes, or any of your other favorite platforms that you use. And um, don't forget to tune in next time. Thanks very much.
1: Thanks for having us.
2: Thanks for listening. And we'd like to leave you with a more serious message from a partner, Free A Girl, who are dedicated to founding child prostitution and impunity all over the world. Hi, I'm Evelyn, CEO and founder of Free Girl. Every day, two million children, especially girls, are being held captive worldwide. They are locked up and exploited in brothels, dance bars or online, forced into sexual exploitation. Their freedom is taken away together with their youth, family and future. We are dedicated to fight sexual exploitation of children by rescuing these girls. Please join us. Unlock their freedom and unlock your potential by becoming a business partner. Please visit freegirl.com for more information. Thank you.